Colossians 1.18 says, So spacious is he, so roomy, that everything of God finds its proper place in him without crowding. This podcast is going to help you live out your faith, walk in the Spirit, and rest in God's grace. Hey there, my name is Wendy Parker, and I want to welcome you to the Spacious Room Podcast. Hey there and welcome to this week's Spacious Room podcast episode and today I want to talk about a war to wage and a kingdom to win. Yes, we're going to get our armour on today. Um, so some days, you know, it it seems like we've got our armour on and it's great and everything's going right, you know, and then the birds are singing, the sun is out and you know, life's good. However, <laughs> some days, and I'm sure you feel the same my friend, it feels like a constant struggle. It feels like a fight, feels like a battle and, and you're just glad to like collapse into bed at night and, and just end the day and start afresh for the next day. Because it just seems like there's a never-ending assault on your thoughts where the enemy is hell-bent on his operation to bring in the spirit of fear. And he knows that These anxious thoughts cause us to be afraid, they cause us to shrink back, to become jittery about our future and what happens when we lose our footing, our stance, and we lose our confidence on the battlefield, when we know there is a war to wage and a kingdom to win. And maybe you didn't realise this is why you get assaulted from the enemy so badly when you keep putting on the front foot foot front foot in the battlefield it's because there's a war to wage and a kingdom to win and distorting the truth of who you are and whose you are is what the enemy is really good at and his whispers and his little mutterings that and he lets you know that God's discarded you has deserted you because of your lack of confidence And he makes sure that that spirit of fear starts rising up inside of you, which raises the alarm within your soul. So what do you do? You raise the white flag in surrender on that battlefield to the fear that wraps around your thinking like a boa constrictor. However, there is good news, my friend, and you don't need to worry because there is more on our side than there is on the enemy's side. And in 2 Kings chapter 6, It shows that this is so true because we read about the king of Syria and he's ready for war against Israel. And this is what he says in 2 Kings 6 verses 8 to 10. It says, now the king of Syria was making war against Israel and he consulted with his servants saying, my camp will be in such and such a place. And the man of God sent to the king and the man of God sent to the king of Israel saying, Beware that you do not pass this place, for the Syrians are coming down there. Then the king of Israel sent someone to the place of which the man of God had told him. Thus he warned him, and he was watchful there, not just once or twice. Now this troubled king of Syria in 2 Kings 6, he wondered who this spy was telling the king of Israel his secret plans. But one of the servants actually figured out that it was God telling the prophet Elijah who was in Israel at the time, who then told the king about the impending war. So 
what did the king of Syria do? Well, he sent horses and he sent chariots and a great army under the darkness of night and surrounded the city. And then what happens? Well, the spirit of fear gets on and into the servant's thinking after he sees all the horses and the chariots that are surrounding him and this great army. And this is what he says to Elijah the prophet. He says, Alas, my master, what shall we do? So Elijah answered, Do not fear, for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. And Elijah prayed and said, Lord, I pray, open his eyes that he may see. Then the Lord opened the eyes of the young man, and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elijah. Wow. You know, like Elijah's servant, we we see no way we're going to defeat this spirit of fear. And we look at all the horses and the chariots and the great army coming after us on the battlefield because it, it keeps reminding us that we're actually surrounded. We're surrounded by all all those horses and chariots and an army and we're going, who are we to, to fight the battle? But that's because we're looking with our natural eyes instead of our spiritual vision. And we listen to the battle cry of the enemy. And he's going, like the king of Syria, my camp will be in such and such a place. And then what happens to us? The spirit of fear, like the servant of Elijah, takes, takes hold of our thoughts because the enemy is now in, infiltrated all our such and such places in our own minds. But notice the prophet Elijah tells his servant not to fear first. He tells him, he's like, don't fear. But then what does he do afterwards? He prays. That's the key. He prays for his servant's eyes to be opened so he may see instead of instead of telling him just to keep calm, he, he prays and he goes, God, open the servant's eyes so he can see what, you know, Elijah was so faith-filled um, that he knew what was surrounding him was far greater than what they could see in the natural eyes that was surrounding them. Because he knew there was a war to wage and a kingdom to win. And if, like the servant, we ourselves could just catch a glimpse into the supernatural realm of what surrounds us when we feel like we're surrounded by the enemy, we would never be fearful. We, we wouldn't need to be keep reminding me, keep reminding us to keep calm and carry on. And, you know, we just need the faith that God has actually got our backs because faith precedes the victory. And faith is the latch on the gate we open when we step out into the battlefield. And faith is knowing deep in your soul that the battle is the Lord's because it is these thoughts that help fan your confidence and it solidifies the conviction and equips us for the fight when there is a war to wage and a kingdom to win. So why did I choose this title of this podcast? Well, a war to wage and a kingdom to win were actually words that stood out to me when I was reading Evelyn Underhill's prayer book. And she prays a prayer for service that equips us for warfare and it gets us prepared for the battles and it helps us to see the truth when we feel that the enemy is surrounding us with all his horses, all his chariots and all his army and then we get covered in fear. 
And this is what she says in her prayer. Oh God, who has appointed for all your children a war to wage and a kingdom to win, accept and fit us, we pray, for your service. Give to us the spirit, not of fear, but of power, of love and discipline. Lead us to the battlefields which you have prepared for us and meet us there with the comfort of your help. Underhill was praying 2 Timothy 1.7 because it says that's what the enemy wants. He wants a war. And this is what it says in 2 Timothy 1.7. It says, For God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of power and of love and a sound mind. And you need to keep saying that when you're on the battlefield and you feel you're, you're surrounded and you can feel that fear creeping up and rising up in your, in, inside of you. You know, Underhill understood that to gain control of those fearful thoughts that cause us to become disheveled and disordered and disjointed, we need to start praying. And those thoughts that cause us to focus on the enemy's horses and chariots that look like they're surrounding us on all sides, believing that we're actually outnumbered and they're outsmarting us is not true because we're looking with our natural eyes. We need to open our spiritual eyes like Elijah prayed for his servant. You know, we cannot operate on the battlefield when we have been given a spirit of fear by the enemy. We need to instead inhabit God's spirit of power and of love, of which the outcome is a sound mind. And we need to expose and unearth the spirit of fear so we are ready to fight for God's strength, from God's joy, and God's victory when there is a war to wage and a kingdom to win. And if you are a woman listening to, listening to this podcast, uh, I want to just speak into you and I need you to know something. You know, we are all warriors and some of us have bore the scars from battles of old, you know, that we've fought in days past while others of us are still scuffling and and we're waiting to claim a victory for something. Nevertheless, when there is a war to wage and a kingdom to win, each one of you women brings something to the battlefield. You bring the feminine heart. And I know what you're thinking, you know, how's a feminine heart... How can I bring that to the battle? I mean, that's the last thing you can bring to the battle. You, you've got to bring swords and, and shields and, and all that armour. A feminine heart? How's that going to help? How could a nurturing spirit of loving and, and kindness stop the enemy in his tracks? How could the tenderness of a mother's heart win a war? Well, Proverbs 31 verse 35 reminds us that we are clothed in strength and dignity and when the enemy hurls intimidating accusations at us that causes fear when he tries to disempower and render us incompetent and when he whispers that you you know one special don't bother you're not going to bring a victory you know his mocking tone right across that battlefield when we're holding our shield up and our sword something in the feminine heart is birthed inside of each woman and it's a strength which captures God's attention and you can feel it coursing through your veins and it comes when you pray for your family 
when you pray for your children, when you pray for your friends, when you pray for your work colleagues, you sense God is training and instructing you on how to win the battles. And with a feminine heart, because that's what it is. That's the key. That's the power. Because the truth is a feminine heart is what you bring when a war is to wage and a kingdom is to win. And Ephesians 6 verse 12 says, We're not waging war against enemies of flesh and blood alone. It's not people we're fighting against. No, this fight is against tyrants, against authorities, against supernatural powers and demon princes that slither in the darkness of this world and against wicked spiritual armies that lurk about in the heavenly places. Listen, dear friend, please don't mistake your kindness and your gentleness of your feminine heart for weakness. Kindness brings a strength that tyrants and demon princes know nothing about. Kindness chooses to sacrifice and reach out anyway, despite the knockdowns, despite what you face on the battlefield. I need you to understand that a, a feminine heart chooses to respond differently. And there will be times when you need to draw your sword but sometimes the fight demands a strength that only the feminine heart can bring. And God breaks open our precious feminine hearts, which sends a sweet, sweet perfume towards the enemy, the scent of strength, of dignity, of nurturing and of love, and it's repugnant to this wicked spiritual army. And it comes in a cloud over the battlefield, penetrates every nook and cranny of his horses, of his chariots, of his army. And he makes the enemy slither back to the pit where he came from because he puts the spirit of fear on you because he wants you to lose your power. And he hollers and he screams while you're on the battlefield, blooded and bruised. But instead, you choose to clothe yourself in the strength and the dignity, because you're never alone on the battlefield, dear friend. Because in Psalm 144, it says, The Eternal is my rock. He trains my hands for war, gives me the skills I need to battle. He is my unfailing love and my citadel. He is my tower of strength and my deliverer. He is my shield of protection and my shelter. That's who the Eternal is. You know, you have captured God's attention because of your feminine heart that you bring to the battlefield, because there is a war to wage and a kingdom to win. You know, we're all warriors and nothing, nothing, dear friend, is going to stop you from rising. So I pray today, if you have a spirit of fear or you've had thoughts saying you're not good enough or or you, you can't keep going or you can't keep doing things, I pray today that God's going to open your spiritual eyes just like Elijah's servant, that you are going to see horses and chariots of fire from heaven that outnumber, outmaneuver and outsmart the enemy's horses and his chariots and his army of darkness. I pray today that you're surrounded by the presence of God and it's going to help you to rise into all you have been called to be because you're going to keep your spiritual eyes fixed on God and I'll catch you next week thanks for listening to this podcast if you would like more teaching and messages on the Christian life then check out my website 
thebigvoiceonline.com. I look forward to sharing the spacious room with you next time.